Hey everyone, it's Danny and Jen, and we are Social Workers Who Wine. Uh, today's topic is going to be about imposter syndrome, but before we do that, Jen is going to introduce our featured wine. Yes, so we have um, a 2017 Pinot Noir from Gary Farrell Winery, uh, which is actually in Healdsburg. So the wine was produced and bottled there, but the grapes are from Santa Marina Valley, excuse me, Santa Maria Valley. Um, and um, specifically at the Bien Nacido Vineyard, so near Santa Barbara and San Luis Obispo. Um, so it looks delicious. It looks yummy. But we are not, we have not tried it. We're not drinking it today. Um, I recently found out I'm pregnant. Yay! So, yeah, exciting scary all of that um <laughs> so i will not be drinking wine until uh the baby is out later this summer um so danny may be drinking by herself you know in future podcasts i have no <laughs> issues with that right i'm sure she will be fine <laughs> with that so um yeah so it's our featured wine but we're not drinking it today and we will um We'll add this to the list of ones to try when, when the baby is out. And we have a special guest with us today, little Miss Mocha. Yes. So she's a she's my three-and-a-half-month-old chocolate lab. Um, and I'm hoping that she will not be too much of a distraction. So if you right. hear anything in the background, right. that is Mocha. <laughs> any whining, any chewing of limbs, she is... <laughs> teething and loves to taste everything um but she just laid down hopefully hopefully she'll she'll be all right so she's very very cute she's she's cute <laughs> all right so <clears throat> imposter syndrome such an interesting topic yeah um i'll just give a brief definition of what it is um it's just really loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. Um, and it, it affects a lot of people, it affects people that are your everyday, high achieving, whatever, it's across the board. Um, people fi that find it hard to accept their accomplishments. Um, and the term imposter syndrome was coined by um, two psychologists, Pauline Rose Clance and Suzanne Imes. Um, they developed this term, imposter phenomenon, in 1978 um, after they did a study, and it focused on high-achieving women. And um, I'm going to read you a quote um, from their study. It says, despite outstanding academic and professional accomplishments, women who experience the imposter phenomenon persist in believing that they are really not bright and have fooled anyone who thinks otherwise. So really, it's, it's not saying anything about anybody's skills, right? Someone may be totally qualified to do something, but it's just like the self-doubt of I'm not good enough or I, what if someone doesn't think I'm good enough? How do other people perceive me? What if they know the truth and all of that? Um, but it affects, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's interesting that it's a study on women too because, yeah, um, and then especially like in the 70s when... I think, you know, women were trying to 
be more progressive and maybe work outside the home. And Mm -hmm. so, I don't know, it just seems like this could go much deeper, particularly for women, Mm -hmm. um, because of the traditional roles that they've had to play. And now they're especially like high achieving or, you know, um, highly educated women who kind of get torn between that. But right. So I had listened to um, something and there were two psychologists, male psychologists that were talking about how it affects them and how they experience imposter syndrome. So I'm curious, I don't know, haven't done much research out on this, but I wonder what's out there on female versus men um, experiencing it. And if someone experiences it more, if one, one group experiences it more than another. Or differently, like, yeah, what would the... Yeah, what would the feelings be? Yeah, and what what do people do about it? Like, how high is the anxiety around it, and does it last longer? And mm-hmm. what, you know, if anybody takes more actions to right. do something, I don't know, you know, to maybe yeah. fix that feeling for themselves. Um, but what I f- find interesting is it affects, you know, um, in this particular study about women, but... If you look at women across the board, um, it affects celebrities. Um, you know, Charlize Theron is one who said that. Viola Davis, even business leaders like Sheryl Sandberg, she did. Um, what's the name of that book she wrote? Um, is it Lean In? Lean In, okay. yeah. Um, and even First Lady Michelle Obama and um, Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor. So they've expressed that they even felt this imposter syndrome so we're in good company yeah if we've experienced this um do you ever feel like you're an imposter or feel like this imposter syndrome affects you or has affected you in any way yeah definitely and I think on on different levels um I feel like it's very dynamic for me because I'm a business owner as well so I never ever thought that I would be a business owner Mm mm-hmm having my own private practice. And so I think, at least I always thought when I ran into people who own their own business, like, oh, they they must have their shit together. Like, they really know the ins and outs. Um, Uh, And uh, and how is that? I'm probably about four years into my business, and I still feel very overwhelmed and, like, I'm still learning things. And Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I still have to pinch myself because I'm like, really? I'm a business owner? <laughs> and so, but I get these ideas like, well, I should be presenting a certain way or talking a certain way or doing a certain, doing things a certain way if I'm a business owner. And if I'm not, uh-huh. then do people really believe I'm a business owner? Uh-huh. So there's that. And then of course, like working with clients and depending on the the issue with the client and I'm not somebody that um, could tell you uh, technical terms of like theoretical frameworks or uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, describing certain things, like particularly with trauma. Uh-huh. Um, so when I'm talking to clients, you know, I go in between like trying to sound really educated and knowledgeable <laughs> and trained and sure. all of this stuff. Um, but also, like, that's just not me. That's not, that's my, not your style. It's not my style to sure. have, like, these technical terms stick 
Um, right. But you're totally qualified to do the work. You've done all yeah. the training. You've gone to school. You know what you're talking about and you know how to, um, you know, help clients put those interventions in place. Yeah. But it just, it sometimes if you don't, I don't know, if you can't like cite a certain person or you can't cite a certain term, mm-hmm. it just feels like, it, do they really believe me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you were saying earlier, um, before we started recording, um, that you've had clients that like that you're, you know, down to earth and not using all the fancy therapy jargon, um, mm-hmm. but then you also have clients that you said wanted to be educated, mm-hmm. so they wanted these technical terms. Yeah. Yeah. I've and- had a few intakes where people are like, what's your theoretical framework? And I'm like eclectic you know you know (laughs) there's a little like no but the reality is is you pull them from a lot of different things so yeah and but people want some people want very specific things so then you're like wait do I know what I'm talking about yeah (laughs) yeah and I feel like also with those clients that want to be more you know they want like an education kind of um foundation or you know uh therapy experience Mm -hmm where they want to know the technical stuff, I'll feel this kind of imposter syndrome because my personality will almost like change with those clients. Mm-hmm, like I, mm-hmm. I just, I present differently. I speak differently. Um, my tone is, could be different. Mm-hmm. I, my speech could be slower, you know, more, um, more like to the point and concise, right? And so it's also like, yeah, depending on the client, right? You kind of change a little bit, and so you can kind of get into this whole like, who am I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the background of your mind while you're right. actually doing the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about for you? Yeah, definitely. I feel, um, I feel that with my clients, you know, for sure. Sometimes. Um, trauma is a big one, especially because we both do EMDR explaining what EMDR Mm -hmm. is and how, you know, the brain gets unstuck from the trauma Mm -hmm. and, you know, all the technical terms that can go along with that. Um, (laughs) and so many technical terms. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, if, if you're into, you know, um, somatic, you know, therapy and, you know, the Vegas nerve I'm not I'm saying it wrong now like uh, you know I mean all the stuff I've never that... even heard of that <laughs> <laughs> should I should I know about that it's uh, I know trauma? it's it's body Uh-oh. work okay. that you have known about because you've studied it and yeah, you've read um yeah. the body keeps score right. and... yes <laughs> see yeah. see this is okay. real life imposter syndrome <laughs> play um because I probably said the term wrong um <laughs> but yeah like explaining that to someone or helping someone work through that and you're like, Oh my God, do I know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, definitely with clients, you know, when I became a supervisor, um, you know, having to be a supervisor for a unit and not knowing all the nitty gritty details of, you know, the administration side, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, having to be confident to your team and saying, this is what's required. Right. This is why, yeah, I can do the legwork and the groundwork because I've been there, mm-hmm. but then trying to bridge that gap and you're like, I don't know what the heck yeah. I'm talking about, but I know that my boss said I need to do this and my team needs to do that. So I need to tell them confidently. Right. <laughs> um, it's a big learning curve. 
it's a big learning curve. And and I guess the difference between imposter syndrome for me is I, I don't lack the confidence. I have the confidence. I know that I went to school. I know that I have the education. Um, so I don't lack the, any confidence. It's just this doubt, if that makes sense. It's like separate in some ways. Because mm. um, I can confidently say something and not and still internally not know if it's the right thing or mm-hmm. if I'm doubting myself or something like that. Yeah. Um, I've also, I've experienced it more lately um, since starting the doctorate program um, with... Yeah, that's new. We haven't talked about that, I don't think. We did it? I don't know. Well, um, I am in a doctorate program. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk now. Yeah, um, I don't think we did last time. On uh, the, to- the subject is human sexuality or clinical sexology. And, um, so stay tuned for topics on sex. Yay. <laughs> um, so it's a program that is, um, I'm going to modern sex therapy Institute. If anybody is interested in knowing where it's a two year program. Um, and you know, you, you have your, your master's degree and most everybody's licensed. There's a few people that are working on licensure. So they're working on their clinical hours, but they're practicing. Um, so, um, being a sex therapist and learning all about that. Um, but I've, within the program, everybody's a therapist, everybody's doing the work, um, and just going back to get more education and learn and how to serve clients in a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm finding, I found myself with a little more of that imposter syndrome feeling like everybody's got a social media account. Everybody's mm-hmm. written books. It feels that way. This yeah. is not accurate, but yeah. people have written books and people are, you know, being guest lecturers and um, doing all kinds of, you know, right. what these big things. But the reality is that's their walk and that's not my walk. And it's okay to not, you know, have written three books or three chapters in a book or yeah. a chapter in one book or something like that. Like that's not where I'm at yet or where I want to be just yet. Cause yeah. I've, my plate is full and I'm fine. But when you look at that and there's like a comparison thing, like, should I be there um, does that make me less of a therapist? Yeah, what does it mean if you're not? Yeah. Yeah. So having to do that, check in. And it's very easy to get caught up in that when you're in with, surrounded by that. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody's feeling that way, but nobody's saying that they're feeling that way. Or they may say they feel that way, but then they're doing all these things to to disprove it to themselves maybe. Mm. Um, yeah. But I noticed that or like, Various groups, consultation groups or, or, you know, social media groups that are, that we have for, for ourselves to help us within this field, you know, people are doing things and you go, am I, am I on the right track? Am I, should I be doing more? Right. And it's like, when am I going to do more? There's not enough time to do more. And is it helping me? Is it helping my clients? And is that really something that you want to do or caught up in? Right. It, right. What you think but, should be, what you think you should be doing because this is what other people right. with your degree or license in your field are doing. Right. It's yeah. that. And then it feels like I'm an imposter because I'm not doing yeah. that. And it's like, okay, wait, no, you are fine. You are a supervisor. You're running a program. You're doing a private practice. You're getting your doctor. You're fine. Yeah. Chill out. <laughs> it's almost like we qualify, we try and qualify ourselves. Mm-hmm. Against other people. Yeah, and it's not... Like comparing. Yeah, and it's weird because it's not a competition. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I at times will feel like it'll cross my mind, 
being less than like, I need to do that to be good at my job. I need to do that more so than a comparison of like, you know, what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but just for me, like an internal thing, like I just question like, oh, should I be? No, no, no. It's okay. Right. They're not doing what I'm doing. I'm not. Do- Everybody's got their own path. It's okay. Calm down. Yeah. Just a reality check. Yeah. But it's very easy to get down that road of what am I doing? Right. So that's my experience with it. I don't know what the solution is aside from checking in with yourself and having those reality conversations Mm -hmm. of, like you were saying, is that what you want? Is that what you need? Right. I know sometimes I'll go on like little spurts of, oh, I need to read more. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to pick this book back up or, you know, like The Body Keeps a Score. I talk about that book a lot to mm-hmm. clients and I reference it a lot, but I have not read the whole book. Yeah. I've I've read maybe a quarter of the book and I've seen um, Bessel van der Kolk, um, yeah. his lecture. I've, you know, I've seen, we've seen him in person at yeah. the psychotherapy um, uh, conference, but I haven't like read the whole book. And so like, I'll get these spurts like, Oh, I need to read. But I also, I'm like, I don't know about other people, but after working it, you know, every day, Monday through Friday. Right. Sometimes the last thing I want to do on my free time is pick up a clinical book. Right. Because (laughs) it's, 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 it's draining, right? Because you're giving so much all the time. Right. And And that's the space that we're constantly in. Correct. Yeah. That we need to recharge and not use the downtime to recharge doing more research or something. You know, and the thing is, is that, you know, you've, you've attended his lectures, you've been to his conferences, you've heard him give all of the stuff that's needed, you know, you get, you understand it, you do the work. And I'm trained um, in EMDR. Yeah. Which you are. Yeah. Totally. But still, um, it just there's so many books out there. There's, <laughs> there's so many, there's so many you know, books. people that are amazing that have done all this research, and yeah. I'm grateful for them. But I just can't read all the books. Right. I just can't read all the books because then I'm going to want to certify in all the things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which dangerous. I already have a problem. It's dangerous for you. <laughs> yes. As you know, <laughs> I have it. I have a problem. I want to do it all, and that's yeah. the thing that. You know, I think especially with the pandemic has taught me I cannot do all of it. Yeah. And it's okay to not do all of it. Um, anyways, that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. When you find yourself with the imposter syndrome stuff, what do you do to check yourself? Any tips for our listeners? Yeah, I don't know. I think I just kind of... I'll go back through my like work experience or education experience and just remind myself like, no, Jen, you, like you were saying, like you're qualified, you're qualified. You've done the education. You've had the, you know, the groundwork experience. You've been in the trenches, you've, right. you know, done these different jobs. Um, right. And so I'll try and remind myself of that, or I will pick up a book a little bit or, <laughs> Go do some, you know, research, read some articles, or go on YouTube and watch an interview with a particular expert in the field. Um, So I've watched Bessel again. I've um, reviewed different different people. 
And we can call him Bessel because we, we met we, him. We, we met did. him. He was and drinking a gin and tonic. I think he, he likes signed. gin and tonics like I do. And so we're pretty much <laughs> he signed our butts. So I mean, we were just. He actually, I, I call him Bess, you know, for short. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Lord. Um, yeah, so I know that was weird. Bess. <laughs> Bessel. Mr. Vanderkolk. Um, I think he'd be okay with Bessel. Yeah, I think he would be too. Yeah. Yeah. After a few gin and tonics, Bess would be fine. Bess would be fine. Yeah. (laughs) We could get him there. So, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of what I do. What do you do? Yeah. um, Really checking in with myself. I've done a lot of self-talk lately. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially, like, so last weekend I had classes, so I had to check myself last weekend. Um, on it's okay to not know everything. That's not your specialty. You can make connections and make referrals to people. Mm-hmm. You don't have to know everything. There's no way. And yeah. if if you do a little bit of everything, you're not going to be good at everything. So yeah. I have to talk to myself in that way. Um, I've checked in with other people. I've had other people reach out to me um, recently, which has made me realize that they're not how maybe how they present to other people they're they struggle too Mm -hmm. they have Mm self-doubt too um you know other people in the field that have you know contacted me to say process things kind of like you know like you and I do but so it's okay to go oh you know what they've they've done a few chapters in a book Mm -hmm. and they've got you know this lecture going on they're going to be a guest speaker here and there but they struggle with, oh my God, what topic am I going to have? Am I going to have a good topic? Am I yeah. going to know what to say? And, um, and just, you know, what I find interesting is the burnout rate. Mm-hmm. If you continue to have this, mm-hmm. allow this, imp- doubt. Yeah, yeah. And allow this imposter syndrome to take over. You just start taking on stuff that you can't do or don't want to do to begin with. Yeah. Just to prove something to yourself and to others. Um, yeah, Which is a place I don't want to be. I think the anxiety can pick up and you start just really, your thoughts can just spin. Yeah. Of you just kind of being so worried and... and right. And um, concerned that you don't know everything. And can you help your clients? And are you a good clinician? And But yeah, I mean, people come into you and you and I have had <clears throat> our own consults. And mm-hmm. I think that alone just kind of reaffirms that you're a sound clinician. Right. Right? That right. you... Right. You yeah. You know your stuff. Totally. And we, and we don't always know all the answers to everything, and it's okay mm-hmm. to consult. Yeah, and it actually, it, I think, it, you know, if you can get to that point, it also, I think, helps release some liability, not in the sense that the other person would be liable to, sure. but just that you've checked in, right? Yeah. You've checked in with other the responsibility, right? And, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, you didn't do this alone. You didn't make this assessment alone. Right. So you're going to, you're getting this multiple feedback that yeah. actually supports what you've right. done or, right. Or maybe something you, um, some insight into something that you yeah. might not have thought about. Right. Like, Cause we can't think of every single thing. Yeah. There's just no way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hmm. So the t- key takeaway is check in with yourself. Yeah, and, and, and relax that a lot of people feel that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like you read off in the beginning, different celebrities feel that way. Right, and, right. You know, we put celebrities in this, you know, 
limelight of, oh my God, they must have their shit together and they must. Former <laughs> First Lady Michelle Obama. It, right? I mean, yeah. our Supreme Court Justice. Yeah. Sonia Super high Sonia. achievers. Right, right. People that are in the spotlight and right. um, what we would deem as incredibly intelligent right. and educated and. Yeah. Um, yeah, they struggle too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're in good company. Yeah. Just check yourself. Before you wreck yourself. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. All right. So we hope you enjoyed our chat about imposter syndrome. Yeah. Hopefully you can get some good information from it and reflect back on your own experiences and mm-hmm. and future work and future feelings and yeah. And just kind of remember this, this topic that it's okay. Right. It's okay. And you're not alone. Right. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Take well, care. We'll hear you next time. Yeah. We'll talk to you next talk time. Talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.